Okay, we're on to part five. We've covered capture, we've covered review, and now we're on to do. And this is the most important part of it because this is where you get your task done. There's a fantastic book by Cal Newport called Deep Work, and it captures this idea perfectly, which is that you need to have laser-like focus with whatever you're doing. And when you sit down to work, the whole world and technology and social media is engineered to pull you away and to distract you and to keep your attention as shallow as possible and not allow you to really get into the meat of what you're doing. The great thing is, the simplest way to get rid of all that is just turn off your Wi-Fi. If no one can bother you, if no one can access you, then you have a stretch of time where you can just do what you need to be doing. And the other good news, and it's something that we've forgotten because we're always so connected and our focus is so fragmented, is that deep focus is inherently pleasurable. And you can notice that just from when you sit down and you start working on something, your Wi-Fi is off. The first few minutes, first five minutes, you're gonna be really distractible and you're gonna have a lot of attention residue on things that you should be doing or whatever. That will disappear with a good capture process and a good review process because you know that you've separated planning from execution, but regardless, you're gonna be a bit distractible when you first start. Five minutes in, there's a sense of just falling into focus and it's incredible. Avoid the illusion of multitasking. It is definitely an illusion and it is the fact that your brain thinks that time is passing more quickly and that you're being really productive because you're switching between tasks and there's lots of context switching and it's like, oh yeah, I'm really, really on top of this today. But it's an illusion. You won't get much done. If you look at this diagram, you see that when you're trying to do task A, then task B and task C and task E, and then you switch to task B, A, C, E, A, B throughout the day, you feel like you're really moving fast, but you've maybe completed each of them by 10%. What if you turned up on Monday and you had Wi-Fi off and then you just did task A and then task A and then task A and task A until it was complete? Wouldn't that be incredible? And then onto task B, how much lower stress would that be? And how much more would you get done? So some hacks to improve that is to consider full screening everything that you do. Wi-Fi off, full screen, single task. That way you're just doing what you're doing and you're finishing it, you're taking it to completeness and then you're moving on to the next task. So simple, but how often do we actually do that? It's the thing that I find the hardest out of all of this is single tasking because there's always a sense of, oh, but I do need to do that other thing and there's other things that are more important right now but it's the highest yield thing. And it's actually the most scarce resource in this modern age, which is deep focus. And it will give you a huge competitive edge. If you get a sense of FOMO from deep focus, then take a leaf out of George McGill's book. He's a friend of ours who talks about taking wild swings between deep focus and play. He's written here, four to five hours of intense solo work, followed by hours of intense socialization with feedback and feedback loops with the most intelligent people I know. So black and white thinking, and having nothing in between. He calls this the manic ambivert. The worst thing that you can do is 16 hour days with lots of shallow work and no breaks, but constant kind of texting back and forth and just shades of gray. And that is where productivity goes to die. I'm triggered by that, really resonates with years that I've wasted by doing shades of gray work 
You're left at the end exhausted with nothing completed. It's the worst of both worlds. Next, you want to work in Pomodoros. So with TickTick, it has a built-in Pomodoro timer and you can actually change the length of the Pomodoros depending on what your focus is like. The traditional Pomodoro is 25 minutes of deep focus followed by five minutes of total rest. And that involves even lying on the floor or doing some exercise or just having a complete context switch and then going back to full focus. I personally use 45 minute blocks, sometimes hour long blocks. I use the analog sand glass, gl sand glass timer. What is it called? Hourglass <laughs> um, to, to time that. The good thing about TickTick is that you can set it up so that if you leave the app, it cancels your Pomodoro. So you've got an incentive to stay on task. You can also put it onto an external monitor so that it just has a big timer on that monitor and you're focusing on one thing. Next, we have discipline. This is another big component of deep focus. So one of the things is removing distractions and making it easy for yourself, but also cultivating discipline in yourself is going to improve your ability to do it when you can't eliminate distractions. So to eliminate distractions, use tools like cold turkey, which just blocks apps that are naughty and will pull you away from deep focus. Treat yourself like a child. Motivation is transient. And if you rely on motivation to take you where you want to go, then you're going to work so inconsistently just waiting for these boosts of motivation that may never come. Instead, build the habits and processes and make your tasks as bite-sized as possible so that they're not intimidating when you sit down to do them. You can use a tool such as screen time or rescue time to look at how long you're spending on each kind of app. Rescue time is fantastic. It includes websites and apps and it categorizes them by whether it's design or communication or business or procrastination or whatever, so that you know by the end of the month how many hours you're spending on your device and how many of those hours are you spending doing something productive. Sometimes the data that it gives you is really depressing of how low your productivity score actually is in reality. And that's why it's so important to track and get an objective view of it because it can be really sobering. As Paul Mort says, if you don't have the courage to keep score, then you open up the space to lie, rationalize, and justify. Finally, in terms of setting up your days, you want to separate out firefighting days and project days. Basically, deep work and shallow work. That way you can manage your energy and have blocks of time where you know that you're going to be dealing with something properly and then you're going to be clearing your inboxes or whatever else. And that depends on what the load of your inbox is and how much time you need to dedicate to that but separate out that time. You need to have clear boundaries and segregate the two. And don't entertain the possibility of if you're in a deep focus block, thinking, oh, I'm just, just gonna check my email once. I'm just gonna, just one quick check, or just gonna quickly open my phone, one quick look on Instagram, because that is where you will just get sucked in before you know it. Have clear boundaries with yourself and avoid this, uh, and avoid this behavior that I found the other day just one more episode, just one more page, just one more piece, chocolate, just one more remake of Disney. I've not seen Disney, so that reference is lost on me, but there we go. So that is part five. Next, we're going on to part six, which is the actual example of how I put all these different pieces into place with a daily workflow.